Welcome to this happy podcast. Tonight, our friend and host, Matt Palmer, uses his vivid imagination to create magical imagery for all to enjoy. Nothing is more wonderful than the imagination. For in a moment, you can experience a beautiful fantasy or an exciting adventure. Welcome to this happy podcast. This is Matt Palmer, your host, with my two fellow cast members, John Grosso and Paul Jarzembowski. Welcome to this happy podcast. Hey, guys, welcome. Hey, man. What's going on? Episode four, let's do this. And welcome to all our new listeners, which I thought I was going to be saying in jest, but I'm watching the numbers and it's really wonderful to see. Thank you for journeying with us. And hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, send, send, send some soup, mom. <laughs> Care packages. Directly to the Jars and Baskies, please. Uh, we, we are terribly excited to have the guest host for this week uh, joining us for a few minutes, Sarah Jarzembowski. Sarah, of course, is uh, Paul Jarzembowski's wife and um, one of the most special people that I think we all are very lucky to know. Absolutely. Welcome, Sarah. Welcome, oh, Sarah. Thanks, guys. Sarah is the woman that we pay to like Paul. <laughs> it's, true. it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, Sarah. We got to talk about your rates at the end. Of the day. <laughs> oh, I do it for free. <laughs> or plenty of trips down to Disney. Or yeah, actually, it's more. It's more that. <laughs> it's the Disney trips. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Well, welcome, 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 Sarah. We are so delighted that you are here. Um, like I said, this is episode four of the podcast. And we, one of the things that we're, we're discovering now as we've been doing this podcast is that people are really excited about being happy and something that is bringing joy into their lives. So I'm really excited to see it start to connect with people um, on all the major platforms. And now on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we're going to be hitting a couple other places, I think, pretty soon once I uh, figure out what TikTok is. Um, but I'm really excited that everybody's here and everybody's enjoying the show. Um, and one of the, the segments that I think we've developed over the last couple of weeks is what's making you happy in Disney this week. And I think what we want to do first, right off the bat, is maybe turn to Sarah and see what, what is making her happy this week in, in Disney. Um, for me, it's the, it's the excitement around the 50th anniversary and all of the things that are coming out. Like they keep coming out with these new, uh, little, uh, characters that are going to be in bronze or gold or whatever. And they just keep showing these new things that are coming out. And I, I don't know, I think the castle looks adorable with all of the bunting on it and the sparkles and the glitter. And then the lights that are on um, uh, um, Spaceship Earth. I can't believe I just spaced, spaced on Spaceship Earth. <laughs> um, Spaceship Earth. Like, I can't wait to see that. I think that's just so exciting. So, yeah, just seeing all the new stuff. You guys have already got some gear. 
We do have some gear. I'm so excited. We got some 50th anniversary hats that have the castle on the front. It's beautiful because it sparkles and everything. And then on the back, it says uh, Walt Disney World, the most the world's most magical celebration. And I just I have no doubt it's going to be magical and exciting and sparkly. And I can't wait to wear my tiara. It's just going to be great. Where is the tiara? You had the tiara on earlier. I have it right here. I have it right here. This is the Lady Heather tiara, uh, Lady Heather of the Indianapolis Cobles. Um, this is the Lady Heather tiara. So yes, I wear this uh, frequently when we go down um, and I show and the little girls look at it like it's like I'm a real princess. It's so much fun. <laughs> I love it. So we usually have one night that we do a date night and I'll wear my tiara. So this week there was so actually actually today. This very day, this afternoon, I've been searching all week long to make just the right time reservations for an upcoming dinner at actually one of our favorite restaurants, Narcusi's. And mm. it is a hard reservation to get. I was 60 days out and I was just ready to get it and didn't get it or didn't get a good time. And so today I just happened to be checking in the middle of, uh, middle of the day and the perfect time reservation came up and it was that thrill of punching through the buttons and saying, do you wish to confirm? Do you want your credit card to go? Yeah, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Just click through and give me that reservation. And sure enough, there it was. And there's a, such a weird thrill about making a dining reservation that for like, for the last two or three weeks, I've been, every day I've been on and it's not been available, it's not been there. And then when it all of a sudden pops up and you're like, you have to almost like look twice and go, Hey, wait a minute. This wasn't here before. It, is this the right day? Like you, you second guess yourself, but then you're, 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 the finger is about to point down, but you're so nervous that you're, I don't know. But anyway, so uh, that was, got, <laughs> that got me very excited today to make a reservation for uh, Narcusis, uh, which is, even though we talked about food yesterday or last week, um, Narcusis is one of our favorite places to go. Um, it is the ultimate date night place in Disney World because you're across the the lake from uh, the castle. You see the contemporary. It's great around sunset, um, uh, you know. And then after you're done with your wonderful meal, the food is delicious. Then you can take the monorail from the Floridian over to the Magic Kingdom. So looking forward to that opportunity um, uh, doing that. So how's the soup there? <sighs> you know. <laughs> it's soup adjacent. It's soup adjacent. Well, actually, I no. What is soup adjacent? I have soup like there. Booyah Bay? Is that soup there? adjacent? I had the lobster bisque. I was gonna say you the had bisque. a good one there the last time we the went. lobster bisque I've had there. Yes, Ooh, I, I think go, I love lobster bisque. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what was it? That's what we had. It was, was either that or the French onion. I think they had that there once at one too. time. Yeah, their menus yeah. rotate, so I think it. Uh, I've had soup there, but mm -hmm. listening to you, Paul, it was giving me major flashbacks to when we saw all the Star Wars movies together over the last couple of years. Yeah. When they would put the tickets on sale and you and I would jump on our phones at like the exact time that they were released. And then we would report whether we had gotten tickets or not. And then whether we went refresh and where, where exactly the seats would be inside the auditorium, whether we wanted those exact seats or no. It's like that thrill when it would actually go through, it was like, all right, we're seeing a new Star Wars movie. And now like I'm mm. living through this with Narcusis. Yep. Oh yeah. That's great. <laughs> I love it. That's fantastic. 
How about you, John? What's making you happy? Uh, tied for two things. Um, I think today Animal Kingdom Lodge opened up and it, so uh, the non-DVC side. And so it's just wonderful to see things returning to normal operation, even, uh, even though Florida is certainly struggling. Um, but the big thing for me is uh, it's been a really just absolutely crazy several weeks, months, uh, you know, the transition from remote to regular life has been very challenging. So we had a, thanks be to God, uh, not, we had a hurricane that wasn't really a hurricane. Uh, you know, they kind of blew the forecast on it, which I'm certainly glad it turned out that it wasn't a big deal, but Nicole and I battened down the hatches anyway. So we thought, well, what better way to spend this rain day inside than watching a Disney movie? So we watched Hercules which we absolutely adore. And I haven't seen in a while, but we, you know, I love the music, love the music and go the distance has really start resonated with me the past uh, uh, couple of, of weeks, given all how crazy things are. And then we watched, and boy, does this movie hold up the emperor's new groove, which is just a scream. And it's an absolute scream. It holds up so well. We were laughing out loud. Oh, it was great. So we just had a little Disney, mini Disney movie marathon. And uh, boy, did it, did it just perk up the spirits in, in a way that we both needed. Did we talk about that movie on air? Or did we talk about that off air a couple weeks ago? Because I felt like we geeked out over Emperor's New Groove. And maybe that was Well, that's off- why we watched it. I think it was off air. And I said, oh, I have to watch the Emperor's New Groove after we talked about it. Because Patrick Warburton as the sidekick for uh, the villain yeah Kronk for for the sidekick for the villain he is so funny throughout that movie just with that deadpan delivery like the fact that like what he does like on Seinfeld that was largely what he was known for at the time and it just translated so well (laughs) in that movie and Eartha Kitt uh, just bringing like a Warner Brothers villain into that flick like it didn't feel like anything else Disney had ever made and just slayed me. It's an underrated, oh, it undervalued is a gem. flick. It is such a gem. The, the poison for Cusco. Cusco's poison. The, po- <laughs> the Cusco poison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. Oh. I, so, yeah. need, I need an Aztec ride, uh, an Epcot built for Emperor's New Groove. Yes, I need a pull the lever cronk ride. Yes, yes, a splash ride where nobody sees your death coming. They, because, like, what do they drop, like, 5,000 feet off? <laughs> it's like, pull the lever! <laughs> and the, the one where they're t- tied to the log, and it's like, uh, we're hurtling to, towards a waterfall. Yep. Pointy rocks at the bottom? Most definitely. <laughs> Bring it on. And oh, it's one of the first times I think John Goodman was in a Disney movie. And then, like, over the next couple of years, he, like, started to do, like, several, I think, including... Pixar with Monsters, yeah, Monsters Inc. Inc. Another gem. Mm. So it was like a real launching point for like a relationship. And I oh, love, yeah. I love that movie so much. Me Patrick too. Warburton, the voice of the the Q line for Soren. Yep. Oh yeah. Awesome. So I'm gonna, good. I'm gonna avoid talking about it. I because I'm gonna definitely get kicked off the podcast because I'm not a fan of that movie. But so you know. Oh I, yeah, Matt. What are we gonna do with this guy? Welcome to this Buzzkiller podcast with Paul Bethany. <laughs> <an> episode title. <laughs> I know. 
Well, all right. And then we'll start right. talking about uh, it. Matt, what's making you happy at Disney? You know, like I was, thanks for asking. I was going to say <laughs> another Disney plus series. And then I realized just how much I'm enjoying watching the world of Disney's Imagineers that inspiring my daughter. Oh. Um, my daughter now is obsessed with replicating the haunted mansion uh, either in our home or at her former school, which closed down in June. She is obsessed with helping me build a haunted hallway inside her former school. Um, and she came to me today with paintings of mock-up paintings of what would go in the hallway. And wow. She, wow. she had full-scale drawings of scary person in a frame. You know, all we need now is it for it to move in a hologram style and she will have the busts. Um, what I love, I think more than anything, is that that trip to Disney World, and I, you know, I talked about this a couple weeks ago, that trip to Disney World was transformational for her to see that she could do something. Mm-hmm. Um, she could take her talents, her artwork, her art, her thought process, the fact that she is this beautiful little girl that really feels like she sprang out of a Tim Burton flick She's got like a real, real off kilter personality that's just so beautiful and quirky. And she's always trying to figure out ways to scare people in very nice ways. So like, I am, I think, delighted by the dreamer in my daughter, inspired by her experiences at Disney and now like watching the Imagineering specials and, and all of that kind of that thing on Disney Plus right now. Um, Just seeing it in my household seeing joy and creativity in my household i'm loving it and one day you will be the father of an imagineer that's our in folks that's how we're getting that's how we're getting getting our free passes it's amazing like when i was a kid i looked up to baseball players i wanted to be a baseball player And, and sometimes i wanted to be an animator like and i did look up to disney animators um and things like that i would watch those animation specials but to watch her now like go like you know what? I think we can do, and she legit said this the other day, I think we can pull off the Pepper's ghost effect in the hallway. <laughs> and I said, Oh my gosh. Wow. I said, I said, well, we have no animatronics, <laughs> but we can try to figure this out. We don't have a dual layer. You um, guys. <laughs> I, that's um, so amazing. Like she's going to figure it out. She's going to do amazing things with that. If, if we do, if we pull off a haunted house or haunted hallway, if that happens and then it becomes a thing where like we succeed with a small vision early on and then like in years to come all of a sudden she's like dreaming up you know ways to like inspire and to scare other kids <laughs> you know like I'll, I'll be a happy man i'll be a happy man and then if she's in florida in 15 20 years or glendale um inspiring the next generation i'll be a very very happy person hmm. That's well, awesome. Matt, we always knew you were a good dad, but you're clearly doing something extra special right here. So keep doing it. Yeah, I mean, mainly what all I'm doing is sitting her in front of a television and then walking away. But parenting, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Like, I take beautiful. I, man. Take, I take no credit for being able to subscribe to Disney Plus. Uh, other than that, uh, like <laughs> I, I think like whenever like she comes by with her weird ideas, I say yes, I fully support that let's just do it. it and by the way she's listening to the podcast so oh. she's Aww. either going to be embarrassed 
or she's going to be really, really happy and feel like she needs to go draw up the next big thing. Go oh, drop the next big thing. thing. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> yes. Jinx again. You have fans, kiddo. You have fans. We are behind you fully. 100%. Oh, Anna Lee, I hope you're hearing this. <laughs> this is fantastic. I'm glad I could share that with you guys. Yeah, yeah special. that is what's making you happy. That's and awesome. that's great. And of course, we want to hear what everybody else, what, whatever, what's making everyone else happy. Everybody that's listening to this show, we want to know what what's making you happy so make sure you leave comments in our in our on our social media and on our on all the uh, platforms i know with itunes we need to start getting some reviews in so that'll help yep. us get get more visibility um so please share what's making you happy in our on our instagram on our facebook and on our twitter so guys i'm getting pretty good at this uh shilling for our social media uh doing this seamlessly for the first time so let's move into our topic uh, we teased it a little bit last week. Um, and the topic is, what is your favorite non-ride attraction at Disney World? And the rules, I think, are pretty simple. It can't move you from one location to another, and it can't send you up and down. You have to be, uh, I mean, you can get up and move yourself, but the attraction um, is not something that is a traditional ride. Um, it's an experience. So, um, our special guest, Sarah, um, has shown real interest in sharing what she got so excited about this topic. So Sarah, I don't want to jump on you. Let's, let's go I right in. I totally did get excited over this. Like I had it like right away. Paul said, ask the question. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's the electrical water pageant straight up. That's it. Legit. We were in the pool at the, um, at the Wilderness Lodge, you know how the water comes out of the Wilderness Lodge and it flows into the pool? Well, where it flows into the pool is like our favorite place, you know, just the water just kind of rushing in. And so we were chilling there. We were playing, you know, our little, you know, 20 questions game, um, thinking of a place game. Oh. Um, and we were like there and all of a sudden I hear, bah, 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 nah, nah, nah. and I'm like, are you kidding me? It's the water pageant. And we, I was like, we're going, I'm going. And I like rushed out of the pool, all wet, drenched, grabbed my towel. And we just ran over to where the water pageant was. It was, I run whenever I hear those opening, just trumpets, I will run to wherever it is. I think I ran across the uh, Polynesian uh, pool area one time to go see it at the at the Polynesian uh, beaches. It's it's like my favorite. I watch it anywhere. I will stop. I will go. I will find it. I love so, it. So for the Disney layperson, give us a little background about what it is. So it is like this this uh, train of water boats on the lagoon that light up in uh, with different themes. So I'm trying to think of what the first theme is that comes there's a on. Dragon. Yeah, there's a dragon. You hear you hear um, Puff the Magic Dragon kind of stuff, and he he talks at you. And then there's um, mermaids. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're mermaids, and then there's Zeus with the with. Or, I'm sorry, Neptune. Neptune with the mm -hmm. with the porpoises, and then they do your grand old flag, and they flash the flags over, and they got you know these stars that light up and everything. And you got a, you got a what crocodile. Else there's the, oh yeah, the crocodile and and a dinosaur, and they do oh walk the dinosaur. Of course oh, yeah. they do walk the dinosaur. Um, but they do it in this 1970s like weird synthesizer. Thing. Uh, yeah, it's like 
So it hasn't been updated in like decades, but that's the charm of it actually, is it yeah. sounds like it's still from the 1970s. Yeah. So is it I like think the Main Street Electric the... Parade? What? Is it like the Main Street Electric Parade? They're cousins. They're, They're cousins. cousins. Adjacent. Adjacent. Sarah. <laughs> This adjacent podcast. Yeah, it's it's really just funky music that they play. It had to have been updated in the '90s, though, because um, you have Ursula in there as well. Um, so you know they had to have updated it, and they 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 probably mess around with the different barges that are on it. But it it travels the whole Seven Seas Lagoon. So you know, and you can hear it inside. Like we've we've been up at the restaurant on the top of the contemporary and heard it you know like all the way up there and you can hear this this parade coming around and around around nine o'clock each night it basically does a little it plays the music and goes to each of the resorts on seven seas lagoon so and bay lake too right and bay lake yeah so it starts i think it i forget the exact pattern but i know it hits the floridian it hits in front of the polynesian in front of the contemporary in front of the wilderness lodge Fort Wilderness Campground, mm-hmm. um, and then it kind, of, and then actually the Magic Kingdom itself. And so, um, but if you're ever taking water transportation during it, of course, your boat has to it wait stops. for that parade to do its thing. We totally did that once. Yeah, we were we, totally stuck. I forgot about that. <gasps> that was a- so cool. We were like out in the middle of the water, and oh, they wow. stopped the boat because it was going in front of us, and we couldn't get around it. And we watched the whole thing from the middle of the water. It was like the coolest thing. That's There's cute. no way we could have timed that better. It, it was, was like awesome. a drawbridge situation then. Right? It was. It was a drawbridge situation. <laughs> yes. But with a boat parade. <laughs> with the boat parade. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was awesome. It's That's my favorite. So cool. That is so cool. Um, I don't think I've ever seen this. Like, I'm a big fan of the randomness of the the Main Street Electric Parade. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you would like this then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, it's random. You don't know it's coming. It, it, well, you forget it's coming. You know, it's about nine o'clock. You're maybe you're at the at the Magic. Maybe you're at one of the hotels. Maybe you're having dinner in the pool, like we were. You forget that it's that time of day because who cares what time of day it is mm-hmm. at Disney? Um, but then all of a sudden you hear it and you just got to go watch it, even though you've seen it a thousand times. It's amazing. What's it's- the what are the opening notes of it? Can you do it on at a moment's notice? <laughs> Come on, Sarah. Da, 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 da. Wow. <laughs> it's really funky. But it's it's, it's this big trumpety thing. Dun, da, dun, da, dun, 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 dun. I can hear it. Yeah, right? Oh yeah. Oh, it's amazing. It's so funky. It's it's just it's really awesome. That and I think awesome. it is the randomness of it. Like you forget that it's coming around. And I just get so darn excited about it um, because it is random and it's not it's not normal. <laughs> and it's just that poof of magic that just pops up at night. And, you know, I'm usually tired and I'm sleepy and getting ready to go back to the to the room or whatever. And there it is. And it just it lights me up and it gives me energy. And I'm like, OK, let's go for another round. <laughs> you know, that is fantastic. whatever. <laughs> What's that? That is fantastic. It's so fun. It's so fun. I hope everybody gets to see it. I hope they never do away with that or, or, or retire it or anything, but um, it's, it's really, it is my favorite. It's definitely, I mean, obviously I just got really excited and I probably blew out the microphone, but (laughs) it's my favorite. (laughs) 
I think we'll be probably, if this thing ever reaches YouTube, I think we'll probably be sued by the Disney Corporation for having something match their musical tone. So Oh, absolutely. Flawlessly. It was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I if don't you use put that, that term lightly. Right, Matt, if you put Sarah's rendition of it, because you, you haven't heard it, if you put Sarah's rendition of it next to the actual rendition of it, you couldn't tell. <laughs> shot for shot remake. Yeah. Just wait until the oh, Halloween episode gosh. opening. That's all I'm going to say. We're going to get sued. Oh, <laughs> we're going to get so sued. <laughs> well, sue me or bring me on board. You're on board. I, bring me on board. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I can I can take care. I can work for Disney. I can be a cast member, an Imagineer, a singer, or whatever. You'd anyway. be fantastic in any role at Disney, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I love it. Actually, it would be important. It. Now you're sitting with Paul and I, I, I said last week that I would put money down for what his favorite non-ride attraction would be. Now I don't have any money, but I, I have a good guess. See, I, I was between two. Yeah, there's, I there's, felt like he'd be picking between his children. Yeah, and I, I think you and I are like on the same wavelength. Oh, we what, gotta be, yeah. What, what were the, not to spoil Paul, but what were the two that you anticipated? I anticipated, and I've, I've spent way too much time this week thinking about what exactly he would pick. Wow. Uh, <laughs> way too much time. Uh, American Adventure or Hall of Presidents. And I thought, I thought ultimately he would settle on American Adventure because um, Paul is a, a history buff and, and a knower of many different facts. And so I thought the American Adventure would, would appeal to that. I, again, a lot of time thinking about this. I appreciate that you are all thinking. Now, Matt, what about you? Um, I thought you were going to select the Hall of Presidents. Um, I, I still think you are. Now, you've doffed a cap as you've, the people who cannot see this, I am, I, to be honest, I'm distracted by your your headwear and the and the shirt with sam eagle (laughs) i mean i got myself i i thought about this so much i threw myself off and i thought is he gonna pick great moments in history which is the little muppet show they do above the hall of presidents about american history yes which is exceptional by the way and they haven't done it in a little while anyways paul sorry it says about america (laughs) so paul go ahead and share what is your choice Thank you. No, those are great. Thank you for uh, for both doing that. Yeah, I'm trying to keep everyone on their toes. Um, Sam Eagle, by the way, is my favorite Muppet of them all. Um, oh, and yeah. so the fact that he was the star of the show of, of that in uh, in Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom was fantastic. Um, I debated it. I think I first initially thought of the Hall of Presidents. I do. I mean, the Hall of Presidents is unique. I actually even have the album of the original Hall of Presidents from the from the when they first opened it in the 1970s. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the um, And the Hall of Presidents, by the way, just a little snapshot, the Hall of Presidents is not just in the Magic Kingdom. No, no, I tell you, the presidents have gone, the presidents have followed me to Epcot um, because you can find at least five or six presidents in Spaceship Earth. The characters in Spaceship Earth, I'll tell you two of them, two of them that I always see. In the Egyptian scene in Spaceship Earth, the high priest that is next to the pharaoh is William Howard Taft. It's a repurposed 
William Howard Taft. The centurion who is waiting for his orders, that is President Zachary Taylor. They repurposed that auto animatronic from the Hall of Presidents. They just basically copied him um, and they made another version and he dons a centurion costume. There are actually several others. John Adams, Dwight Eisenhower are all in the spaceship Earth in various roles as monks, as Mandalorian player, Mandalorian, <laughs> mandolin <laughs> yes. players. Yes, I want that. I wow, want did that. they do you that refund? Mandalorian is really a president. <laughs> it's really Dwight Eisenhower. Wouldn't surprise me. Oh my gosh. So, um, no, so, but let me take you further into Epcot because John, you would be correct. My favorite is the American Adventure. Ah, yes, close. my agonizing paid off. It was oh close. Oh um, The two were neck and neck in my opinion. I love, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a history buff. I love Amer American history. I especially love presidential history. So that would, one to think that the Hall of Presidents would be my thing because presidential history is my favorite type of history to study um, in my spare time. Um, but the American adventure is a journey. Um, it's, um, it's a journey through the American history experience. Um, and it isn't just centered in the presidents, but it's centered in the people that make America what it is. Uh, it's, it's, it's centered in the, the, you know, it speaks of the different diverse communities that are here in this country, uh, the Native American community. Uh, the African American community. It speaks of those communities. That, uh, it, you know, it's it's portrayal of World War II is of Rosie the Riveter. It's the it's it's women. Uh, you know, taking their their place. That is that's the beauty. They show what is very special about America: its diversity, its ingenuity, its pioneering spirit. In fact, those statues are along the sides of the walls of the auditorium. So as you're watching the show, you see the statues that represent those things. But then the the clincher and the reason why it really is my favorite is I leave every time I leave that show. I have man tears. Um, the song Golden Dream, um, it is a soaring tribute, the visuals of what's going on. They, they have images of, uh, of various people from the United States uh, who have made a difference, who have, uh, who have left their mark on this country and on the world uh, to make it a better place. Uh, to, 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 to advocate for justice, to, to, to go forward and, and to do the things that, that our founders had really kind of intended for this country to be, to be a pioneering place of peace, justice, and well, I guess the American way, but, um, but it really kind of rings true. And um, it, it reminds me that I was born in this country and I'm grateful for that. I'm a citizen of this country and I too can hopefully live up to what these people have done through history. So um, it, but the, the, the mix of the, the history journey you go on. And then that, that, um, that final song that does bring a tear to my eye every time um, I hear it. Um, I kind of always have to like, I'm walking out of the theater. I'm like, not crying, I'm not crying. Them that can do this. So, um, but that's okay. But uh, yeah, so the American adventure, which also when you, again, you know, you remember that one of my favorite places is to be in Epcot. Well, once you get past Spaceship Earth and you're on the other side of Spaceship Earth and you look straight across into World Showcase, 
the American adventure is what you see first. Um, the, the thing that the, the building that looks like it should be in Philadelphia um, uh, or anywhere on the, on the colonial Williamsburg for all that matters. Uh, you know, so it's got that and it just, it's, it's there. It's a beautiful thing. And so for me, that is my favorite non-writing attraction. Um, and it, while it does not physically move me, it moves me in here. <laughs> Having said that, how fast did you click play on the Disney Plus behind the attraction for the Hall of Presidents this week? Well, pretty fast. Yeah, no, it was the first thing. <laughs> did you rope drop it? I rope dropped it. Yeah, no, I immediately saw it. And I'm like, I know it's episode 10 of 10, but I went straight there. I'm like, I'm... <laughs> So yes, I and and they didn't mention American Adventure in it. Um, sorry, spoiler, but really, they did not. I was a little upset that they didn't mention it because that it American Adventure really is, it's kind of like the older or the younger brother of Hall of Presidents. It's auto animatronics, but now with all kinds of scenes and stuff like that. So no, but I did watch it because Hall of Presidents is a great ride, um, or experience. non-ride attraction non-ride attraction sarah as his supportive spouse Mm -hmm. how many times have you seen the american adventure with with paul oh and do you need to be dragged to it do you still enjoy it um (laughs) wow um well we've seen it probably two dozen times at least. Um, I'm not usually dragged into it because I'm usually at that point in our trip, I'm so dang tired that I need to sit down in cold air conditioning for a longer period of time. Um, I may or may not have checked my eyelids for cracks a time or two. (laughs) Um, but I am regularly moved throughout that, especially with the, the brothers in the civil war and the one more blue and one more gray. I mean, that's a, a gut wrenching story. Um, so I, 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 you know, I, I have a few tears myself, um, but, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm dragged into it, but I wouldn't necessarily say I'm running to it. Mm-hmm. Next yeah. time we go, we're totally going there again. It's a good <laughs> early afternoon post lunch. It's getting hot, but I don't want to leave the park attraction. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to you got to find an attraction on those hot days after our lunch and you've been walking around where you just get the air conditioning mm-hmm. and get the entertainment and you, you got to turn your brain off for a few minutes. Yeah. yeah. Now what I do like in that pavilion is when they have the live musicians come out and, and the, oh, yeah. what their, their names, their, their voices of Liberty, voices of Liberty. Thank you. And, and they're stunning. I mean, their harmonies are so darn tight. And they sing music that is is very classic Americana. Um, And I just love watching them. And and I love how um, they engage the audience and they engage the children that are there and the people that are there. They really do bring the magic. Um, And and I really do appreciate that as we're waiting to go in. You know, um, that's one of the things that I like. When they're not there, you know, we'll look at whatever exhibits are are in the area. Um, uh, One of the times we were down there, they had an exhibit bit of uh of uh of american native um uh costume um, traditional 
uh, attire. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. really a costume. It was a traditional attire um, and the beadwork and all of that. And that was stunning, you know, and then you get to see some of the uh, some of the president stuff, like whose spurs were there? Was that George Bush's spurs? Like no, now you've now you've mixed it up. Oh, that's did back, I mix something up? That's back in the Hall of Presidents. Oh, geez, I'm in sorry, Hall of y'all. They also have a little museum while you're waiting to go. I'm sorry, y'all. That's show. the other one that I like to sit in when it's hot out and I need some cold, and I check my eyelids for. What <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> I got to tell you, I was probably a half second too late on ca- capturing as Sarah was talking a facepalm from. Paul that like when he when Sarah talked about the the eyelids cracking a little bit I was like (laughs) oh yeah this moment is perfect it's perfect (laughs) lift it just by a hair oh my goodness yeah oh my goodness so John John how do you follow that up tell me what your favorite non-ride attraction okay I'm on it so pop quiz pop quiz for you all where can you listen to Miley Cyrus's cover of Part of Your World, watch people do the wave, and see, to my knowledge, the only um, appearance of Steamboat Willie in the parks. Fantasmic. That's right. I was going to say my favorite thing was Fantasmic until right before this show. So go ahead, John. Good. Fantasmic is mine. That is, it is. It is by far my favorite non-ride attraction. Um, uh, agonized hard over whether it was Disneyland's Fantasmic, which is, in my opinion, objectively better, or Disney World's Fantasmic, which has much better seating and an ex- experience. Again, where can you listen to um, Ashley Tisdale's Kiss the Girl? Um, or again, watch 7,000 people do the wave. <laughs> um, but I, I just chalked it up to both. I love Fantasmic. I love um, the the atmosphere. I love the the, the theme song. Um, the show is a little disjointed. It's sort of a, it, it it is a thinly veiled montage of of sort of Disney's greatest hits of the '90s. But I'm here for that. That's me. It's what I grew up in. So um, I love I love this sort of overarching theme of good versus evil. I love Mickey slaying the dragon. I, Mickey Mouse is my favorite Disney character. So a show that's focused on him, you get to see him in Steamboat Willie. You get to see him as the Sorcerer's Apprentice. You get to see him in regular apparel. I mean, I'm just in my glory the entire show. And uh, it's always had a had a um, well, a soft spot in my heart. But at Boston College, uh, I remember when I was uh, a freshman in the dining hall, it was like, the, I had a very good college experience. But it was in that initial couple of weeks where like, you're like, oh, I don't think anyone likes me. I clearly am never going to have any friends ever again. I have no idea what I'm doing here. Major imposter syndrome. I strolled through one of the dining halls and uh, a kid was on the piano. Uh, it was a year older than me playing the Fantasmic theme song. And I felt really, it was a, the sort of that peace. I felt like, oh no, I'm good. It was a little, a little Disney magic giving me, giving me strength for the, the awkwardness of freshman year of college. So um, I've, I've always had sort of an emotional connection to it ever since. And I cannot wait for it to finally come back because it's not back yet post COVID. Um, and I'm hoping maybe they'll throw us Fantasmic fans a bone and give us the dragon from Disneyland instead of that really, really tough looking cloth dragon that isn't fooling anybody <laughs> the one the, everything at the disneyland one blew my mind when blew I me it. out of the water just 
right? I mean, the I had seen I had seen it on TV, like on one of those specials that like NBC used to run on Sunday nights. Yeah, and that's how I had my Disney experience back in the day. And when like they showed Fantasmic, like scenes from Fantasmic, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the coolest thing! I remember stumbling into it at Disneyland. I wasn't prepared for it. I was with my brother, and I was in my mid twenties, and my mind just I became a child. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And that's right in the their Magic Kingdom park. That's what's unique about it compared to, say, Florida, which is at Hollywood Studios. Uh, the the it's right there, like right in the middle of the of the park. It, like just stumbling upon it at night, it's gorgeous. Oh yeah, and the sailing ship Columbia is involved, and it's taking place on on uh, their version of Tom Sawyer Island, and um, no, it's just remarkable. I I agree with you. It is something cool to be taking place and sort of in there you know in disneyland proper in their magic kingdom it's but you're right it takes you right back to being a kid uh you know uh, it's about good versus evil dreams versus nightmares i mean it's it's so basic it's so simple and and it's like comfort food for me i mean i've seen fantastic a thousand times i'll put the soundtrack on once a week while i'm working um so it's it's really it's comfort food for me and it yeah What's your yeah. favorite? Um, what's your favorite vignette from Fantasmic? Like, I know there's several vignettes where you've got like the, the sort. You know, you've got Sorcerer Mickey, you've got Steamboat Willie, you've got uh, all the different, some different princesses and floats that come through. Is there a particular one that, when you see it, um, particularly just makes you smile? Oh, yeah, that smiles makes you smile a little wider. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely the. Um, well, sort of. It, for me, I'm always about beginnings, beginnings and ends. So I love when, like that initial, when the the lights go dark and the spotlights come up and the initial uh, like welcome to Fantasmic comes on and the crowd goes nuts. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. We got I got 25 minutes of this. It's this gonna be great. But the end is really that you talk about. I don't even know what about it makes me emotional because you know it's but it just does every time. The the end gets me when uh, you see Steamboat Willie coming out. I, I'm just it's just awesome on the, uh, on, on, uh, on the boat. And then, uh, you know, 30 seconds later, it's Sorcerer Mickey up at the top and the dramatic music entrance and the fireworks um, with the Fantasmic theme sort of at full peak there. Yeah, that one gets me right, right here. It's That's like seeing the Avengers assemble for the first time. Yep, yep, 100%. That's exactly, exactly it. And as a kid, it blew my mind. I must have asked my mom, the whole way home to the beach club or the boardwalk or wherever we were staying, like, mom, how, how did Mickey do that? I don't understand. Like, that's very difficult for Mickey. Like, that's, that, that's a lot. He used to do that every <laughs> How does night. he get from there to here? How does he do that? My mom's like, well, it's magic. No, no, I understand magic. No, I get that. I get that. But first, I understand like, magic, but really, how does that? That clearly makes sense to me, but I'm really more concerned about his workload. It's once a night for every <laughs> night. That's a lot for Mickey. I was like, no, 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 trust me. It's okay. He's good. They've taken good care of him. And I remember very sincerely asking my mom, I think I was eight years old, mom, does Mickey have a union? <laughs> At you least were... a good insurance plan. It's like, that seems like it'd be very dangerous. She's like, no, you don't have to worry about that here. I'm like, okay. Okay. You were as a, so, so Matt. I was that kid. Yeah. Yeah. So Matt, your kid is, is, uh, is, is designing the next generation of Imagineering. John was the kid who was the next generation of of a of a of a labor justice leader uh, advocating for the rights of workers at a young age. I mean, <laughs> right. 
I'm I'm surprised we're not seeing you like you know you know standing on top of you know your desk with a big sign in your head and uh, above your head and and uh, you know shouting for for the rights of workers. I, you oh, know. I mean that was that was me, Paul. Believing until way too late, way way past the appropriate age that was that was actually Mickey Mouse and that the company. <laughs> that is employing him that he started was overworking him and i was genuinely concerned about this maybe maybe it was workers rights or animal rights i'm not sure Both? <laughs> give that poor mouse a break you know as, as i hear my grandparents on my dad's side coming out of my mouth going you know you know you joke but that's a lot of work it's very dangerous a high mountain <laughs> it's a high mountain yes and all those pyrotechnics those i mean it's dangerous it's dangerous. It's right. Thank you. He, he takes a flaming sword and shoots fireworks at the dragon. I mean, that, that's a lot of work. I'm just yeah. saying one that's bad day you could slip up. That's the thing about Disneyland is for some reason they position Mickey as some sort of action hero throughout that park. And it almost like culminates with that because like at the beginning of the day, I don't think they do it as much now, but on the Matterhorn bobsleds, Mickey often does like a show on the mountain itself and he's like climbing and he's like fighting like these bad guys i forget who it was i don't think it's pete but like there's this whole like drama of like him making this big save on the on on the matterhorn bobsleds um and then at the end of the day it culminates right there in the park with with fantastic um so like it, it like mickey has been positioned as almost like kind of harmless over the last like 30 years only until the shorts recently was he like kind of like given a sassy attitude so like how he used to be which i so i like that yeah yeah so um so when i look at that i'm like i'm jealous that you pick phantasmic and i was going to pick fantastic yeah, so i'm what glad are you, you didn't pick if you don't if you, so what, no, what is it then? no i want so no. obviously fantastic was on my mind because the intro is inspired by the intro at Disneyland for fantastic. So my pick uh, for favorite non-ride attraction is actually the inside of the Sleeping Beauty castle at Disneyland. Oh, oh good call. Yeah, wow. Which does a remarkable job of tone setting for the entire park and the adjacent Fantasyland. Um, there's that word again. Um, Great word. <laughs> so... The, the Sleeping Beauty castle at Disneyland, unlike the one at Disney World, is something you can tour around in. Um, you can, well, this sort of violates the rules of like not being moved from one place to another. Um, but the thing is, you walk in these stairs that tells the story of Sleeping Beauty mm -hmm. and Maleficent and, and how everything transpires. And you see like these uh, various, this various artwork sprinkled through, but also like effects and various like elements of the movie that come to life the spindle all of that stuff and it's just this wonderful like you're gonna get this experience before you get the rest of the experience and it's just like this really nice touch of here's the magic you're going to experience the rest of the day good luck matching this bar mm -hmm. um so when i went to disney world with my family um, I had to tell them that like, yeah, there's kind of a hair salon in this castle and it's more so you walk around it, but you don't really experience it. So I'm looking forward to the moment um, 
when I go out to see my brother's family in California with my family and we go to Disneyland and Annie and Liam and hopefully Marty all get to realize that they can go in the castle of Disneyland yeah. and experience that magic because it's really, if you've never done it, you got to do it because it's really beautiful. Like mm. it's just perfect Disney storytelling compact and, and at the same time expansive. It's really cool. Now, Matt, do you follow what happens in the parks abroad? Only sometimes. I know that like the French one um, has like the underground dragon, right? A huge operational. It's like a boat, right? That goes underneath and like. No, that's dragon. so that's Shanghai. In Paris, they it's it's a it's a walkthrough, but the 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 dragon moves and and snarls and blows smoke, and and they have a similar walkthrough to uh, Disneyland. So uh, it was just. I got my hopes up. I'm like, oh, maybe Matt, because you would love that. I think you would love that. It was really cool. It was the highlight of my trip out there. I'm going to have to do it. I'm going to, well. Oh, that's right up your alley. I think it's got Matt Palmer, please come here. Just like right on top of it. Like dungeon is totally safe. No dragons. I am the type of person that loves to see the little nooks and crannies tucked to the side. Mm, I would love it. Like for some reason, I like whenever I like scan YouTube for like Disneyland things, so many people like, like I, there's a, like a lack of those walkthroughs of that particular experience um and video doesn't do it justice no um, well, because of the no. darkness and the light i mean yep. that's part of it too is you're you're walking through a park that's you're often in the southern california sun and you know then you walk into this this stairwell and this uh, you know and it's darker now so you have to adjust yeah videos don't they don't capture that that thrill of kind of going from light to dark uh, and having your eyes adjust in such that way. Um, and I think that's part of it too, is you've also, I, I don't know about you, but whenever I've gone through it, I feel like there's no there's nobody else in there. It's usually just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it feels a little like a museum. Yeah. It feels I, like a castle, like a real castle, like yes. a little darkness to it. Like, you, you, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's the thing about um, some of the, the, the compact nature of Disneyland itself is yeah. they cram a lot of little details in little nooks and crannies that you can turn a corner and all of a sudden, like, I know that they recently changed the Snow White ride there, but, like, you used to be able to look down in the well and see, like, where the witch would be doing her, her scheming. Um, or the, I think there was a skeleton down there. And, like, it just added that little sense of, like, you know what? I'm I'm here for that, and like I'm here for the uh, the evil queen looking out from the top, uh, peeking through the curtain, that kind of thing. Like I'm here for that. Like those kinds of um, non-ride experiences blow my mind. Oh yeah. Now, Matt, I'm gonna make a pronouncement here. You agree with me or, or not? But I want to hear your take. I would make an impassioned plea to anybody listening to this. If you love Disney World and you have not been to Disneyland, you must go. You yes. must go for that reason. Now, you need to understand that, that people need to understand there's two parks. They're across the street. They're, they're really, there's only a few on-site hotels. It's not the same magic bubble. But every nook and cranny, minus Tomorrowland, which is a disaster in pretty much every park, is impeccably themed impeccably detailed rich and 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 beautiful i i feel i've always felt matt you you have felt very strong about disneyland have i got that right yeah like and i've only been there probably like three or four maybe three times 
And each one of those experiences like latched onto my brain in a really powerful way. And looking back on it historically, like seeing a lot of the specials, reviewing those kinds of things, seeing that like they had to work with a, a limited amount of space, despite like nothing be around, being around at that time in Anaheim. They were doing things on the fly and then noticing when things failed and like covering that up and like putting something that did work right there. Like there's something like really ingenious about like the way that they did that park under pressure and like constantly redirecting the experience when it wasn't working and, and going and fine tuning it until it did work. Um, there's something about that place that just, I respect the earnestness of everything. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's well said. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, it's heritage too. I mean, I mean, it's, 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 it reminds you, you know, where, like Matt said at the beginning, they had a small space and they had to take small spaces. They had to take what they originally had and were able to transform magic into it. They didn't have, I mean, Disney now has a lot more money than it used to have, even though it had money from its animation, it still had to, you know, with Walt and Roy had to piece together things. And so they had to make magic in places where it was seemingly impossible. And uh, that's the beauty of, of Disneyland is that it's able, it's the ingenuity that the heritage of what makes Disney great is they're able to take the ordinary and make it extraordinary. And that's, I think what they've done with us. I mean, when you see the castle in Disneyland, if you've seen the castle in Disney World, it's much smaller. But what they're able to still do with that space is incredible. Yeah. I mean, like, there are things all throughout that park that make you go, whoa, and make that experience deeper. And, like, you can't help but compare it if you go to Disney World. Like, the fact that the train runs through that park, like, and yes, it provides these beautiful views, but it also made everything difficult for the people that built that park. And so, like, they had to build an extra drop in Pirates of the Caribbean to work around that train going through that section. You know, like, that kind of thing creates a, a two-drop experience there as opposed to a one-drop experience at the Magic Kingdom. And that ride, to me, is better in Disneyland because they had to work with the land and like the problems that they created by being geniuses. Oh yeah. Um, like they worked around and said like, all right, let's find another solution. Yeah. And to me, that's like the, the environments that I want to be in creatively is like where people see problems. Um, some people see problems, other people see solutions. And that's what inspires me about the way that they pulled that together and continue to this day to try to make it work. Oh yeah. I, I would say, I would go as far as to say as Disneyland does not take itself for granted. I mean, there are, I've had a hard time finding visible show buildings. Now you could see them in the magic kingdom and, and Disney world. I'm not saying I love the magic kingdom. Don't get me wrong, but Disneyland, it, there's just, there's a devotion, you know, yeah. in, in management in, in its, in its, audience it's demographics it's anyways well i i don't want us to get uh we're you know we're running a little bit over but i am interested because matt you're you're would you say your runner-up was phantasmic it was definitely my runner-up okay it was so, i was i was like until five minutes before the show it was what i was going with wow because, okay so you really pulled the plug quick oh yeah like it like as i talked to you all i realized like 
A, I'm not going to be able to pull off the female voice of the intro for Fantasmic, so I'm going to pale in comparison. But also, like, what things do I find myself talking about more than that? And I was like, you know what? It's actually the, that that castle experience at Disneyland. So I'm I'm happy that uh, that I got cold feet at the at the end, and that like we had a little like diversity of opinion. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And we didn't even plan that for those listening at home. So my, my runner up was the Tiki room. It's Nicole's favorite. Um, and I was gonna, part of me wanted to make an, make a, a push for the Walt Disney family museum, but it's nowhere near any of the parks. So, uh, it is a wonderful attraction that everyone should do, but it, I don't think it quite counts in, in the scope of our discussion. Paul, Sarah, what about you guys? Well, I mean, I said my my runner up is Hall of Presidents. Hall of Presidents, that's definitive. We're locking that in for, for oh, that's you know, the, the folks keeping score at home. Yes, got it. Yeah, Sarah. Um, I think it's the the it, do, do the parades count? Because I'm standing. Yeah. Yes, they, they do. Past. You're standing um, still. That Maleficent uh, float of the dragon that unfortunately no longer breathes uh, fire, um, because it burnt itself. Um, <laughs> that. <laughs> imaginary that, at its finest perhaps <laughs> that i love that float i think that is the most ingenious float the steampunk elements of that are just to die for i again i would stop and watch that dragon any day <laughs> that's awesome that's spectacular yep so um you know as we wrap up this discussion i think guys we were talking amongst ourselves I think what we're going to aim for next week uh, for our episode is our favorite musical moment on an attraction. You know, whether it's a ride or standing still, like we've been talking about today, like a non-moving ride. Um, but what are your favorite musical moment is? So I want you all to think about it over the next couple of days. I want you to like, if you've already gotten your head, don't don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah, I'm trying uh, not to. Hold back, and because uh, we've all, I think we've shared very various musical moments uh, so far in the podcast. But I want you guys to hold on to it until next week. Can you do it? I think we can. I feel like we have to, but I'm not happy about it. All right. Okay. Good. All right. So everybody, I know we've talked about this a little bit uh, before. But please subscribe. We're on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, uh, iHeart, Google, TuneIn. Leave us a review. Make sure you share it with your friends. See us on, um, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. It's This Happy Podcast. Um, I think uh, Twitter is at This Happy Pod, uh, just because they had uh, some character limits. Um, but we got as close as possible. Please check out our social media, comment on our posts. We'll be happy to participate. And also maybe we'll share some of your comments, some of your thoughts with, with, our, uh, with our audience uh, in the coming weeks. So please, uh, thank you for listening. We, we, we could not do this without our audience. We're glad it's growing, including Paul's mother, who is the pods evangelist right now. So thank you, Ms. Jarzembowski. We uh, appreciate you. We love you. Paul, I hope you're okay with me saying I love your mom. We love you. We love we love you, Paul's mom. mom. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. 
And thank um, you to Sarah. It was nice for you to join us this week. Yes. Oh, this was fun. Thanks for inviting me, guys. I appreciate it. We love having your thoughts and uh, sharing your experiences. Thank you so much, Sarah. All right. Thanks. All right, everybody. I think uh, we're about to wrap up the show. We will see you real soon. Thank you.